Entrepreneur on Fire 980. Realize what your customers want. Ask a lot of questions, take excellent notes, and then make sure you deliver and follow through on your promise to them. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with today's rock star entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you prepared to podcast? Visit freepodcastcourse.com to sign up for our free 15-day podcast course today. Ignite. Your branding is the face of your business. Make a great impression with creative professional designs from 99designs. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade free. Ready to start growing your team? Try ZipRecruiter for free and get your perfect candidate today. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. What's shaking, Fire Nation? John Lee Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, John Margalit. John, are you prepared to ignite? So fired up for this, John. Yes. So fired up. John is the CEO of TogAlley.com and TowelMate. He's a serial entrepreneur that has launched numerous startups, ranging from financial services to consumer packaged goods. He has over 12 years experience in startup business development, marketing, and fundraising. John, take a minute, fill in some of the blanks from the intro, and give us a glimpse into your personal life. Absolutely. And um, thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I think for me, it uh, it started at a very early age. I just knew that I never wanted to work for somebody. The thought of being a, a small cog in somebody else's big engine, and uh, you know, dedicating my talent to growing someone else's business never settled uh, well with me. And so, um, at an early age, I was I, I was always very competitive, and and mainly uh, in sports. And being that I'm not the most athletic person and I'm not the tallest person, my, my sports uh, passion <laughs> <laughs> lied within basketball. And so uh, in order for me to be successful and to um, really uh, develop my skills and stay on the court, I always had to be the hardest worker. I had to be more determined than everybody else. And I had to figure out ways to overcome my physical deficiencies to play at a high level. And I almost felt like at times, John, I could will the ball into the basket mm. um, or, or just impose my will in a positive manner uh, on other players and other teams. And uh, I was very successful doing that. And when I learned to do that, I was able to transfer that approach and mentality to all facets of my life, including my schoolwork, uh, relationships, and then, of course, business. And that's what I attribute uh, to my success. It's all about the mentality, the work ethic, and that determination and will to succeed. So you brought up a quote in my mind as you were chatting, and it's from Tony Gaskins. If you don't build your dream, someone will hire you to help build theirs. Now, Fire Nation, which side of the coin do you want to be on? Do you want to build your dream or do you want to get paid you know, a salary to build other people's dreams, to be that cog in the machine, as John said? So I love all of this, John. Now, if you were at a networking party and someone walks up to you and says, yo, John, what's up, brother? What is it exactly that you do? What would your answer be in 10 seconds? Sure. I solve major problems through innovation and I build businesses around it that I can sell. 
Love when people have this dialed in Fire Nation. <laughs> and John, what I want to do now is you kind of gave us a glimpse of you know your history kind of and, and what turned you into the person you are today. But I want to hear the entrepreneurial origin story and that's of what you're doing right now, this very moment. So just take us to that leap off point. What were you doing right before you're doing what you're doing now? And tell us that leaping moment. Absolutely. So I think in life, um, you know, there's two ways to go about uh, solving problems and building businesses. And I think that the people that look for problems to solve are the ones that won't succeed as much as the people that keep their eyes open and really pay attention to details in life and their surroundings, because there are many problems that people will encounter. And then from those problems that they encounter, then they can go to look for a, a, a solution to that. So in this particular case, uh, my niece and nephew had their fourth birthday party about 18 months ago. And what happened was, is that it was at an indoor kids playground gym. So imagine the chaos of a bunch of kids running around playing and uh, my sister's friends and her husband's friends were there. And my sister thought to herself that she was going to take the pictures at the event so she could capture the memories. Meanwhile, the birthday cake comes out, the presents are being opened, and my sister is stuck behind the camera trying to capture the memories and then gets very frustrated realizing she's not in any of the pictures. Uh, so she comes up to me and tries to pawn the camera off, and I'm talking to her about why she didn't just hire a photographer. And she simply said to me she had nowhere uh, to look, she didn't know where to look, and that would probably be very expensive. So at that moment, I realized there's probably a zillion other moms and people in this situation, and I thought to myself, uh, what could be a great solution? So what I did is I, I went and started researching the market, found that it was a huge, huge opportunity a highly fragmented market, and there was no go-to place to hire photographers. So then what I did is I built the solution, and that's what Toggly is. It's an online marketplace for consumers to locate and hire local photographers, hire them through our site, and uh, we make it very uh, easy, seamless, and affordable. What I love is that you saw a niche that was out there. You see, you saw a void that needed to be filled and you identified the problem and took a cue from God and you decided to be that change you wanted to see in the world. And now there is togali.com. So take us real quick to the revenue generation part of this. How are you actually making money with your current ventures? Sure. So the business model is very simple. When a consumer comes and hires a photographer, it's an 80-20 split. So the photographer keeps 80% of the revenue. For, for example, a $100 transaction, Toggly keeps $20 uh, plus all the upsells, prints, and editing. And the service provider, which is a photographer, keeps 80% of the revenue for performing the service and delivering high-quality photos. Now, for my business in particular, I'm in a tech startup, so we not only look at the the KPIs, which are the key performance indicators and the metrics from a revenue standpoint, but we also look at the lifetime value of a customer, future cash flow, and of course, users. So it's a little bit different in my space, um, you know, in, in different businesses that I've had in the past, because when you go to sell a business like this, the multiple on what the business is, is worth in the future is, is based a lot on user base. So it's not only revenue, but it's users and lifetime value of a customer. Lifetime value of the customers, so critical to know and to know those key metrics. So pretty detailed question. What percentage of the overall revenue for Toggly is that initial 20% compared to 
the upsells as a percentage? Sure. Uh, the initial revenue is about 65%. And then uh, the remaining uh, 35% comes from upselling prints and editing services. And I love coming back to this Fire Nation with different guests because it shows you the value of the funnel and of just having an actual journey that your customer, your client, your avatar is going to go through. And John would not be realizing a massive number, 35% of his potential revenue if he didn't have these opportunities. And and there's, you know, a lot of great thought process above this, but one is, you know, Russell Brunson says, you should never be ending the conversation with a buyer because a buyer is a buyer. So if they're buying something, there's going to be a certain percentage that want more. It's not up to you to close that door in that conversation. Allow them to at any point by just Xing out. It's not that hard to X out. So continue that conversation. And John, what I really want to focus on right now between you and I is one story. This story is going to be what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment. I mean, you've had some (laughs) incredible successes. I mean, you know, I have here in my notes that in the financial services, I mean, a million dollar a month revenue you were generating at one point, incredible, maybe it's more, who knows right now. But what I want to talk about is that worst moment. So take us there and tell us that story. This one is actually a a funny story and I'm glad you brought it up. (laughs) Uh, When when I graduated from college, uh, you know, I had a vision of being an entrepreneur and I found this uh, little sandwich shop, uh, convenience store sort of set up uh, almost like a small market. And it was in a very affluent area here in San Diego, uh, La Jolla. And uh, I encountered the business when the current owner was desperate to get out. So I figured it was a good time for me to come in and sort of steal this business and get a great deal. Now, the the owner operator was a Vietnamese family, very hardworking people, very nice people, uh, but they had a, a disconnect with their customers. And because it was an affluent area, the customer expectation was that the place would be high-end, clean, and most importantly, they would be able to communicate well uh, with the people there in the store. And that was the one uh, deficiency they had is that uh, these people, uh, despite their hard work and and their great effort to operate the place, they didn't speak very clear English. Mm. And so a lot of orders were messed up and it was hard to call in and, and get things done over the phone. And so... Uh, when I came in, uh, I thought it was a great opportunity, and my my vision at 22 years old was that you know I was going to clean the place up, um, and I was going to overcome their challenges there, and sort of stand at the cash register all day, ring people up, and and make a bunch of money. Well, uh, <laughs> much to my uh, dismay, a couple weeks later, I figured out the truth, and the truth was is that um, there was no extra money in the business to hire mm. people to do some of the jobs there. Namely, uh, I found myself cleaning the bathroom, uh, mopping the floor, washing the windows, and making sandwiches. And so, um, you know, much of my memory there was, you know, punk kids coming in telling me that their bacon wasn't crispy enough or I'd put mustard on their sandwich when they didn't order mustard. Um, so, you know, it was, uh, it was definitely an experience. And, and to be honest with you, John, I, I was miserable there, uh, for quite some time, but then, I had reverted back to uh, some of my marketing textbooks and things that I had learned in business school, and I realized that uh, the key to every business is really the marketing. And so what I did was is I 
you know, this is a, a place that's situated on a hill. So it's a residential area, but it's it's very difficult to to get up and down the hill because it's very steep. So I just took uh, about a week and a half and I literally walked up and down the hill to hundreds of homes, knocked on doors, gave them flyers and introduced myself and ensured them if they had come back to the store and revisited uh, a place where they once found as a community center that I would be there to personally greet them and give them excellent customer service and products. And uh, in about a year's time, the business got built up to a point where it became profitable again, and uh, I was able to sell it. Wow. I mean, the, the thing that I want to make sure that Fire Nation took away, the, the key phrase is, the key to every business is in the marketing. And truer words, Fire Nation have never been spoken. The key to every business is in the marketing, is how you're positioning yourself, how you're getting the word out in the right way with your branding. So in just one sentence, John, what do you want to make sure that Fire Nation takes away from that worst moment in your life? Realize what your customers want. Ask a lot of questions. Take excellent notes and then make sure you deliver and follow through on your promise to them. Enough said. And John, we're going to do a shift. We're going to stay with the story format, but this is going to be a light bulb and aha moment. And obviously we heard the intro. You've had a lot of these, my friends, but what's <laughs> one story that you know is going to resonate with Fire Nation? Take us there. Tell us that story. Absolutely. And in fact, the sandwich shop is a great segue to what came next. So my aha moment was... I was selling a lot of low ticket items and and trying to accumulate those sales into uh, a nice uh, revenue stream and income for myself. And so I I realized that selling chips, candy and sandwiches and and sodas and things of that uh, nature, um, it took a lot of little sales to add up. And so my aha moment was is that I wanted to do transition into selling high ticket items and less volume so that way I could maximize my time and and really make a huge impact on the revenue side. And so what I did was is I decided to transition into finance. And although uh, I didn't want to work for anybody, I knew that there was a learning curve. So what I did was, is when I sold the, the deli, I went and worked for a brokerage that was doing uh, mortgage and insurance. And at that point in time, it took me about three months um, and there was a hundred people working there doing sales and we were answering phones from inbound leads and we were selling very high ticket items, uh, you know, ranging from five to $25,000 a pop. And in about three months, I became the top salesperson out of a hundred. I realized that um, my real interest there wasn't uh, the sales side of it, even though I loved it. It was how they were generating the leads and making the phone ring so much. So I took a deep dive into the process, really studied uh, what was making and compelling the customers to call in or the prospects, I should say, and then how we converted them into customers. Now, uh, at this point in time, it was done through direct mail. So I was studying the mail pieces and really uh, getting behind the psychology of, of the messaging behind it. And about six months later, I ended up leaving this firm and starting my own. And what happened was is that I got so good at the marketing that almost every good salesperson, I should say, uh, at this firm ended up coming with me. Um, and about a year later, I myself had 80 salespeople uh, in my office, 
And, uh, you know, sometimes people talk about killing the competition. I literally killed my competition. <laughs> uh, and, and the firm that I had worked for went out of business uh, because everybody was over uh, on my side. And uh, the key to that was, again, the marketing. And um, I refined the messaging. And because I was on the front lines and understood not only from the point where we first touched the prospect with the mail piece, but all the way through the funnel from them calling in and how to convert them, uh, I felt that uh, my approach was a lot more intuitive because the people that were designing the marketing pieces were only on that front end of the process and didn't have the experience I had actually talking to the customers and uh, fulfilling their needs. So that was the key. uh, And that's when I grew my finance business into over a million dollars a month in sales. And I had literally... Um, you know, hired, uh, re- recruited, and trained every single person in there, and uh, it was just a fantastic experience. And luckily enough, uh, I was able to sell that business to a local bank. Fire Nation, this is a master class in marketing. Goodness, and I just want to reiterate it again because this is the theme. The key to every business is in the marketing. And John, from this story, what do you want to make sure in just one sentence that Fire Nation absorbs? from your story. Make sure that whatever marketing or advertising that you devise, it's centered around a great value proposition. Think only about the customer. And I use this acronym WIFT, W-I-F-T, what's in it for them. If you take that approach and you make it all about the customer and the value proposition to them, that's how you compel them to call in or to act on that offer. WIFT, what's in it for them? Love that. I'm all about the acronyms. John, what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? Uh, I think it's my ability, uh, not my ability, but my, um, my want to control uh, everything. And uh, I've learned throughout the years that, you know, if you, if you have great team members and you can build a great team, uh, that you have to let go sometimes. And I think that that's, that's probably my biggest weakness. I have trouble letting go and I really want to keep my finger on everything. What's your biggest strength? Leadership. No doubt leadership uh, and, and a close second sales. Of all the things you have going on right now, John, what's the one thing that just has you most fired up? You know, I'm, I'm so fired up about this online marketplace I built for people to hire photographers. And the reason why is because, you know, you think about solutions to problems. And in my head, I had this vision um, and literally from scratch, you know, now it's built and people are using it every day more and more. And it's so exciting and I'm so fired up that not only do we get to, to build something incredible, an incredible solution, but we create jobs for extremely talented people that don't know how to monetize their work and take advantage of their talents. And nothing brings me greater joy and fulfillment than helping other people make money and realize um, success from their talents. Toggly.com. Love that. And John, we're about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. 
Are you looking to hire but not sure where to find the best candidates? I know the feeling. We only have so much time in a day, and we all know that hiring can be a tough process. The time commitment, having to sift through resume after resume, investing your time in multiple interviews, plus posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates anymore. Good news. Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, I can post to 100 plus job sites with one single click and be instantly massed to candidates from over 4 million resumes. Just post once and with Within 24 hours, your candidates will be rolling into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. All you have to do is choose your top candidates. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses, and you can try it today for free. Try ZipRecruiter to get your perfect candidate before they go someplace else. Try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. If you're wondering how your small business can stand out in today's increasingly competitive marketplace, I've got one word for you branding. While building a brand may be easier and more affordable than you imagined, it still does require some time and money. So why is it worth the effort? Because it allows you to stand out from all the rest of the businesses out there. When customers have several choices, branding helps them make a decision. Your brand should highlight your unique virtues and let customers know what they can expect from your small business. In a business climate where the internet, social media, and technology create a lot of static, it's crucial to develop a clear brand voice to cut through the noise. Whether you need a logo to launch your brand, a t-shirt to show it off, or a website to bring it online, 99designs is a great place for you to build your brand. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade of services free. John, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Absolutely. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? One of the biggest things was my father. Uh, he was always a, a career job guy, and he thought that taking chances and trying to become an entrepreneur wasn't the right path. So one of the only things that held me back a little bit was uh, not wanting to disappoint him. But other than that, not much. What is the best advice you've ever received? Don't worry about things that are out of your control. There are external factors that are going to play out in life and you won't be able to control them. So just focus on the things that you can control. What's a personal habit you believe contributes to your success? Fitness. There's no doubt. In order to uh, fire on all cylinders, pun intended, uh, (laughs) you've got to get your body and your mind right. And so I'm addicted to going to the gym. I'm a big fitness guy. And again, I try to take that that will and that approach uh, to everything I do in life, and it works very well. And if you commit to taking care of your body and yourself, then you can start making commitments to other things. Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The one uh, resource I use a lot is something that's fairly new. It's called Google Survey. And if you go to Google Survey uh, for you know a hundred dollars or less, you can get incredible data on your target market. Anything from uh, packaging designs, uh, anything from uh, value propositions, uh, bundling propositions, pricing. Uh, Google Survey is a very effective, fast turnaround, low cost way to get amazing insight. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? 
This is my favorite question. Uh, my favorite book, and and I think every entrepreneur needs to read this, is uh, How to Build a Business Warren Buffett Would Buy. It's the R.C. Willie story. And this is close to me personally because about six years ago, I had an opportunity uh, to work uh, with Warren Buffett on a, a project that he took interest in. It was a company in China that hired me to be a liaison and develop a go-to-market strategy. And when I met Warren Buffett for the first time, uh, he had introduced me to a couple of of his associates and people that were close to him. And I ended up meeting a guy named Bill Child. And Bill Child is is the author of this book. It's it's his story. And what I love about this book and why it's so important for entrepreneurs to read it is that it's a it's a riveting tale, true story about a guy who was actually a world-class boxer, and uh, Bill had to make a key decision in his life. Uh, He was either going to take on uh, the challenge of building a business that his father-in-law owned, but he he was very ill, or he was going to go to the Olympics and compete for the gold medal in boxing. And Bill uh, made the right choice and went on to uh, build this business, which was an appliance business, and he was actually the delivery guy and the service guy. Um, and he went on to build this business into one of the most successful uh, home superstores in the country. Now they do anything from furniture to appliances and and TVs and things like that. Um, but it 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 really dives deep into the leadership, the honesty, the integrity, and most important, the customer service aspect of how Bill built the business. It's just fantastic. It's how to build a business Warren Buffett would buy, the R.C. Willie story. Mm. I just did one-click buy on Kindle, so awesome. (laughs) And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so I teamed up with Audible, and if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book for free at eofirebook.com. John, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? This one to me, John, is a no-brainer. I I believe that the success comes from uh, your network. And I know people have heard this a lot, but it it can't be more true. Who you know and the connections you make in life and who you surround yourself with makes all the difference in the world. A lot of people say birds of a feather flock together. Mm -hmm. My my take on it is if your friends are broke, you're going to be broke too. (laughs) That's kind of how I look at things. So to answer your question, if I had $500 and a laptop, I would go out, I would buy a nice suit, I would get on my laptop, try to find every networking group and meetup group I could find that was close to me. I would go out well-represented in my suit, and I would make all the connections possible in those seven days. And I think that is is the most important uh, launch pad that you can utilize uh, if you don't know anybody and, and it's a brand new world. Love that. And John, let's end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's a lot of craze going on uh, in the entrepreneurial in, in the entrepreneurial world about morning routines. Yeah. And something that I've done is that I've 
uh, looped a, a sound bit into my alarm. Now, some people on their smartphones, uh, you can do this. Uh, I believe it's a, on the Android, but in, on the iPhone, you sort of have to jimmy rig it and export a sound file. I'm, I'm actually developing an app called Wake Up Inspired right now Ooh. that I will share with you once it's, it's ready to go and with yeah. the listeners. Um, but what I did was is I thought about the one thing that really ignites me in the morning and gets me going, the one thing that motivate, motivates me above all and sets me off on an incredibly productive day. And um, that's uh, my mom. My mom has always been in my corner, has always supported me, has always uh, helped me uh, carry out my visions and just given me great advice. So what I did, John, is I recorded myself saying, wake up and make mom proud. Oh, wow. And that sound file loops. So every morning when my alarm goes off, that's what I hear. And uh, I jump right out of bed and I am just ready to tackle the world and get done what I need to get done. So my advice would be think about that one thing, but really take time to think about it, whether it's family, whether it's, uh, you know, some people have gotten bullied in life and other things that really motivate them to succeed. Take that, harness it, record yourself saying it and wake up to it every morning. Talk about waking up on the right side of the bed, Fire Nation. <laughs> I love that. And John, what's the best way we can connect with you? Well, you can, um, anybody can email me at j-o-n at toggly.com. It's T-O-G-A-L-L-Y.com. If you have any questions about fundraising, about uh, pitches, uh, or you know anything at all, I'm very, very accessible. Uh, you can reach me there, or you can reach me at uh, johnmargalit32. That's my Twitter uh, handle. Uh, go ahead and tweet at me. I always answer. And uh, those are the two best ways to reach me. If anybody needs any help, um, I, you know, I love to be a helping hand and I'm always excited to hear about people's new ventures and any questions you know, that I can answer to be of help. Well, Fire Nation, you've heard John talk about this too. If your friends are broke, you're broke because you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with John and John Lee today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com and just type John, J-O-N, in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with everything we've been talking about, the book, the resource, his Twitter handle, his email address, everything that we've been talking about today, it's there. And John, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, my friends, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. It was a pleasure. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com to link to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. I'm hosting a live podcast workshop where I'll teach you how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast and answer any questions you have. Visit podcastwebinar.com to claim your spot today. Have an inspired day and ignite.